never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is a great day because I have got Dom Brightman with me. Dom is a man who has discovered one of the secrets in life that indeed, when you focus on advancing others, that automatically you advance yourself. And that is such a powerful thing. The gift of giving rather than focusing on receiving. And there is a defect out there. The more you put of a certain quality into the world, the more the world gives it back to you. And he's a man who lives that principle and who is a mentor to others and helps them to advance themselves and i'm i'm intrigued to hear how what impact that had on him dom thank you very much for coming on to my show thanks so much stefan man appreciate you for having me on man it's gonna be fun on all the buns <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh dom uh it is i mean it's all quite nice that what we do nowadays, our positivity, and sometimes, I mean, people say, ah, you're so false, you can't be so positive. And I actually mm -hmm. think, yeah, well, actually, actually, I am. Uh, because I've, I've been in the darkness. I, I know how it how it feels when there is no light around you. So therefore, nowadays, I try to create the light. I try to be the light. So you didn't just wake up one day to become a positivity coach. Um, so what is your story? How did you get into that? Solid question. You brought up some solid points too, because uh, heck, even in my day job, I've known as the positive guy. And the thing is one guy, I remember mumbling under his breath, like, man, I bet you ain't got nothing positive to say today. I forgot even what happened. If there was any relevant current events that would shocking all anyone but yeah. i was still the same me altogether who was happy and positive but the thing was like you mentioned like hey i'm still human we're all still here we're gonna have off days yeah. and i didn't get this way by waking up this actually happened back in 2013 where i finally decided to make that my year of rebirth and <laughs> at the time we're recording this there's always this whole what's your one word for the year uh, well for me that year was rebirth that was the year of rebirth because 2012 had a setback sandwich where july that summer that year dad went out for a drive and he was doing his normal thing but the thing was he got lost and 36 hours later we got a call around a good 130 a.m. from a hospital in Silver Spring, Maryland, about a good 40 minutes outside of Baltimore in the U.S. of A., saying that, hey, like we found a drawing on the wrong side of the road, and it was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And oh, on top no. of that, oh, yeah, it gets even better. And about a month or some change later, on my 21st birthday, on my way to IT security class, get into a car accident. I'm going to go for make a left turn and then the brake jams on my car, skid into the side of the curb, boom. Car basically gone for about a month. <laughs> and the thing with personal and professional life, I had a part-time job library, job, <laughs> part-time job at the library at the time while being a full-time college student. And the thing was, I didn't have the self-awareness to realize that we have one life 
and that if you try to separate your personal and your professional part of your life, it's not going to really work because they're going to meld into one because it's the one life you live mm-hmm. and the one life you lead. And I was called into a meeting with my boss at the time and a couple of the managers. And she listed these areas where I was screwing up with some miscommunication issues and all in the span of a good 90 days of a setback sandwich where it was like, wow. So hero, my dad, his, he's going through his decay, his last few years of decadence. And then me losing my car for about a good month. Thank God I didn't get any physical injuries. And then, almost thinking I was going to lose my job afterwards while trying to finish my degree. And I just really needed to find a way to really change myself for the better. So finding personal development was really what helped me to get better. And that happened one day when I was at work after a couple of college classes, I went to the leadership section of the library, picked up one of John Maxwell's books. And after reading it (laughs) and listening to it, it changed my life forever and realize, wow, I don't have to always read the stuff that I'm assigned to in textbooks in college and school. I could actually read stuff outside of there and actually fall in love with reading again because of the growth that happens after that. So that's what started the whole journey. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And sometimes you need something that resets your life, that where just you're forced to get off your own treadmill and you life pauses and you think shit okay what's happened now and that is often often an injury i see it again and again and again uh in those patients who come to me to be anesthetized for surgery often after trauma after an accident etc and there is sometimes a palpable anger there i need to work i need to work I said, well, when when was the last time you haven't worked? When was the last time you actually thought about your life? Are you heading the right direction? Those kind of things. Could it be that um, this this trauma, that shit that has now happened to you, that it's actually maybe a bit of a blessing? And the amount of times that lights go on in someone when they suddenly get a bit quiet and I realize, okay, that seed has been planted. Um, so there you were, uh, seed planted. And then what happened? You took action. You actually just said, oh, bugger it. I take a book and we just see. Interesting. Interesting. From there on. Okay. So you said, okay, I want to, I want to learn more about that. How did you go about it? Yeah. So one of the, one of my favorite books from, Maxwell thinking for a change. There were five particular questions scattered throughout the book. And I decided to make that part of my daily routine where two of those five questions, Ben Franklin would ask himself every day. The first one would be what good will I do today? Focusing (laughs) on doing good in the world, like just having that intention set, especially if it's the night before, because the thing is, if you ask yourself, that question the night before your brain gets cooking in your subconscious brain and then sometimes unexpected moments happen for you to really display that because funny enough one one day like after writing that down I was just going to a grocery store and there was this guy who looked like he might have been homeless looked a little um disheveled and things like that and he dropped some of his change on the floor and I went to go pick it up and he's like, Hey, don't do that. I'm gonna stab you. And I just still went for it anyway. Cause I was already 
halfway there, I grabbed to put the chain back, it changed back in his hand. Then he just went in and grabbed, gave me a hug. And he was like, thank you, brother. Thank you. And it's just that small things like that. It's not always the big things mm-hmm. that really make people happy. It's just the small things of, hey, giving someone their change back. Like, Because at the end of the day, it's like, what the heck am I going to do with stolen change that's not mine anyway that's bad karma and being invited into my life like giving something back that was lost to or should i say misplaced from someone saying just because they had butterfingers for a moment so just focusing on doing good for the day and then when it comes time at the end of the day for reflection asking yourself hey what good did i do today Mm -hmm. because the thing is when you seek to do good you do good you reflect on it then you can continue to allow that to compound over time. And then, of course, the other three questions. The next one would be, what did I learn today? And it doesn't even have to be big all the time. I know with especially with this wonderful podcast, you have you sent so many experts. Like I think, what, 387, 287 episodes <laughs> plus and counting and growing. Yeah. Like there's a lot of tips and techniques, but it doesn't even have to be something huge just could be some little thing to make your mindset shift like being able to learn how to smile more often because it's another thing too i had to develop because i've really used to not be a smiling guy as much when i was in my teenage years and i sought to reshape and develop that so learning how to smile more then the next one what must i do and that's really digging into some things (laughs) that you may put on your to-do list <laughs> that stays on your to-do list <laughs> that uh-huh. never gets too done. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, but you know, I love it. I love all every single sentence you said and every single advice you have given yourself, every task you set yourself. Um, having said that, life throws you curveballs. Life just yeah. doesn't change just because you suddenly decide to become positive. Um, I, uh, how would you answer or what would you reply to someone who says, oh, what a bullshit this is, this never works, this law of positivity, this is ah, rubbish, look at the world, Ukraine is starting or Russia is starting the third world war, you've got COVID, how can you be so positive, we've got a financial winter coming. Yeah. So for those, I usually ask folks to, hey, think about what you're grateful for. Like if you are alive today with all of your limbs, like that's something to be grateful for. Yeah, there's wars, there's people dying, but you're still alive today. Like focusing on that, it's like, oh, yeah, financial crisis coming. Like, yeah, it freaking sucks. Yeah, financial crisis, the inflation, it's freaking annoying, darn near life changing for the worst if folks don't really find a way to shift out of that to the better yeah it sucks but you're at least alive and have an opportunity to change that for the better and actually shift your perspective because that's the thing it's really focusing on what you can do as opposed to what you can't do and then making steps to making that change happen because Mm. like the classic saying rome wasn't built in the day as with everything in life like when it comes to entrepreneurship there's going to be months where (laughs) if you don't make any money you're going to be freaking pissed (laughs) Mm -hmm. like if you're an author there's going to be times where there's going to be lucky if you get a drop of one book sale or (laughs) if you even get any (laughs) there's going to be a few months you're going to be like oh god what the heck (laughs) exactly it's so true true. (laughs) and there are there are times when uh you 
want to be maybe in a certain mood when you feel actually right now I need to switch on into the negativity and I did that by choice when when the Ukraine really kicked off uh that and I realized hang on there's a very real risk here of actually the world going tits up so I went back into survival mode and focused on um, on getting the facts. And so I followed uh, a, a certain website and a very good site uh, about uh, about prepping that actually broke down the world news exceptionally well. The guy was on fire. Uh, and I listened to it every day. And it was really good. So I was into the prepping mindset. And I, I just, uh, you know, pulled up my socks as far as uh, what I could do. But I had to realize that my whole world was getting quite negative, that I was becoming quite the survivor again. And that's good. It's good to have the, the dude inside yourself, the guy who could quite happily walk over corpses in order to survive. You need to have that dude um, to be ready. I keep him chained up in a dungeon somewhere a little bit um because he's he's not he doesn't need to be out all the time and, and right. he's he's quite a harsh guy um but it's I, I like him i like him it is when when the metal meets the meat then that's that's the guy i want to have in me having said that yeah i turned dark and so i actually chose on purpose to disconnect from that source of information uh however crucial and actually informative it was but i thought okay no i've done now what i can do um i don't need to to live in that mode so i took the privilege of choice and that's exactly what you are about you're going out there and the people that you are mentoring and that you're helping um you give them the the superpower of intentional living and that is amazing. So those questions that you asked are worth their weight in gold. I didn't actually know that Benjamin Franklin was, was the dude who, who, who um, brought them up. Then I learned something. And again, see, here we are. Already, I woke up this morning. It's now 8.31. I learned something. Yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's That's it. That's it. If you make that your mission to learn something, to do something good today for others, then this automatically sets you up with a smile, even if you actually, if the world is not so nice. The financial winter hasn't gone away. COVID is still out there and the Ukraine is still bumped to, to crap. And still, I've got now a little smile on my face because I've already learned something and I know already I've done something good today. So that is beautiful. So even in the darkness, we can become our own lights. And I guess that is what you are all about. The positivity to create to create light in the darkness of others. Would it be fair to say? Yeah, hashtag Mr. Radiance. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, it, uh, I like that. Hashtag <laughs> Mr. Radiance. It is actually not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> um, it, is, it is bizarre. It is, that is really the, the core of leadership, isn't it? How would you define leadership? Everyone has a different definition. But what makes a good leader for you? 
Yep, sure thing. Well, I usually define leadership as people see and people do. When people see you in action and if they like what they see, they're going to emulate that. Mm. And heck, that even <laughs> ties in what I mentioned in my first ever book, Going North, is the art of emulation. Because one thing that I had to learn was to how, uh, well, I guess what everybody wants to do is how do they create their own version of success? And that can be a whole different topic for a whole nother part of the interview i guess but like leadership is when people see you in action and they like it they definitely want to do it and i had a great example and a role model early in my customer service experience when it comes to having a paid job and not just in volunteership or at my local church it was actually helping out customers are really getting paid for it one guy who was so great with the customers even borderline flirting with some of the ladies and always being quick with what he was doing when it comes to putting the books back on the shelf just smooth with everything like i just saw a dude next was like all right let me put myself out there and do some of the things that he does and see how it works out and of course you're gonna fail it kind of goes back to earlier where it's like oh how can you be positive all the time it's like <laughs> we're human because you learn how to improv through life and see Isn't failure it? as a way to set yourself up for more success so really yeah. it's all about taking that action that is definitely going to be the inspiration for others and that's so beautiful so i guess what you have described there is showing integrity is doing the right thing when no one else is watching. So integrity, humility, efficiency, all words that sometimes mean so little, platitudes that are thrown around, but when you actually integrate them into your life and really live by them, then suddenly the magic happens. I know, this is this is powerful, powerful stuff, guys, out there. Um, and And you're so right. And sometimes... You have to learn that in certain professions. Um, take me, I'm an anesthetist. I see people at their worst. They might be screaming in pain in the labor suite. They might be broken, literally broken in the emergency department because they walked in front of a car, uh, etc. So people are at their worst. They're scared. They're frightened. They're angry. They're upset. And over time, I have learned to approach each and every situation in such a way that I gained the trust of this person very, very quickly. And in fact, you have got about 15 seconds to gain the trust of a person. If you have not achieved that at that moment, then chances are slim. There are enough studies out there to show that, um, for example, when it comes to dating, um, a woman uh, walking into a room of men uh, without her knowing within 15 seconds, she has made up her mind who she would sleep with. Um, so it is that kind of subconscious uh, stuff that is happening. And that's 95% is nonverbal communication. So you can't just say I'm I'm happy out here. So I always smile, and therefore I'm so. Whilst your eyes are dead and your shoulders are droopy and etc. So you need to practice that shit. Okay, you need to practice that. You need to practice actually lifting yourself up. Do you teach your your your? I don't want to call them students. Your participants. Your mentees. Do you teach them how to change their state? 
it really varies. Never really go too deep into that. I usually just give them tips and they take it for what they will. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> you can get all of the information, knowledge, and the wisdom in the world. But if nah. you don't apply it, then you're basically, uh, so true. well, basically a solo. <laughs> so true. So true. Oh, God. For a long time in my life, I've read every self-help book that was going, typically with a glass of Chardonnay in my hand. And read it. I thought, oh, that's a really good idea. Did I implement it? Oh, bullshit. Never, ever. <laughs> Honestly. So the amount of, of Tony Robbins courses I've done, ah, oh, please, please. <laughs> and it's just bizarre when you think back. So certain things I did, and especially in my in my profession, I became very good in those kind of things. When it came to private um, and to my own life, to me, oh my goodness. Uh, nope, 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 nope. So there's this dichotomy, there's this craziness of of what I uh, of real life and and you truly believing and doing what uh, what you want to do, uh, developing yourself literally by taking action compared with oh that's a nice idea oh that's a nice thought and then not not taking action. So taking action is, is such an important thing in your mentorship. And you do it. Give us the examples. I mean, what what your to-do list. How do you structure your to-do list? You say there are those things on that are really important. Well, for me, that's about oh, 50 things every day. Yeah, so for that, yeah, for that usually, and I funny enough, I borrowed this technique from <laughs> an old book. I believe it was five. Or was it 15 minutes of successful selling or something like that? It, it, it came out like in the late 80s, possibly early 90s. But anyway, the technique was like, <laughs> at the end of the day, you'd have a jar of items, like things that you put on these little slips, even cut pieces of paper. Because I usually keep my items on index cards, usually yeah. three by five, sometimes four by sixes, depending on the pants sometimes. Nowadays, they cut pants smaller nowadays, but a whole other subject. But anyways, just really taking those items that I didn't finish yeah. and then putting them in an actual jar and then pulling out which one and saying, okay, <laughs> I guess this is one I'll have to do today. It's like, all right, I didn't get to editing an episode yesterday. I guess I got to do it today. It's like, oh, I did read this book today. Yeah, exactly. Then I guess I got to do this today. Exactly. My wife is laughing about me because I... Um, I use sort of books like that and I put something weird on there just to make me nice. feel, feel the rebel in me um, and make it, hey, that's my book kind of a thing. But in there, um, I do uh, keep notes of, of all the patients I've seen, but equally I put in there the to-do lists, etc. And then often enough, I'll, I'll tick things off and that makes me feel good. Um, I no longer nowadays feel like a failure let's say one thing about to-do lists i was terrible one of my core beliefs as stuffed up as it is as crap it is is that i'm a failure and i don't know where that was implanted as a young age in me but end of the story it's there and it's so hard for me to wrap it out i think it's impossible so i have to manage it and one of the things where I fell foul in the past is I created to-do lists. And my to-do list, Superman, couldn't have finished half of it in a week um, <laughs> with what I expected to be doing in the day. And 
DIM. At the end of the day, I had barely done three things on that list. See, I was a failure. Absolute failure. See, I've proven it to myself. And it's just such crappy belief. So to-do lists, brilliant, but they are an ongoing story. They are not something that you measure success or failure by. That just reminds you that there is still work to be done. And only because you set an arbitrary um, time frame of whatever many seconds in a day you have got. Well, guess what? Life happens. And if you have finished your to-do list, if you don't do it or so, so what? But there will be things that look urgent, but not important. I mean, do you, do you separate your tasks into, into a, a matrix? <laughs> no, I... And don't do the whole matrix. I've I've seen the Eisenhower matrix. I've read yeah. about it a couple of times, but it's like, yeah. eh, nah, not for me. I'm yeah. I'm pretty much a simple guy to be honest. I try to keep <laughs> things simple, like heck, even like with yeah. like to do lists. Sometimes it's even six items is probably definitely the max in terms of what to do, and it ranges from small things like editing an episode or writing yeah. two hundred words. Those yeah. it's like little stuff like that to basically making phone calls responding to yeah. emails like those are things usually but like yeah. matrixism like eh. yeah <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about um if you imagine um a a simple uh, a simple square uh and divide that square into four little squares and on one line you put importancy and on the other line you put urgency and so therefore you will you can basically classify as things that are important and urgent and guess what you better get that shit done <laughs> and then there are other things that are not important not urgent that might be you browsing facebook looking for an hour on instagram uh watching netflix don't do that shit if you actually want to live an action and 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 a full life. And then you've got the other tasks that you can separate. So this is that. And you can you can be quite specific. And if you practice that, you can be actually quite quick of allocating uh, those values to each and every task. And therefore, you can highlight the ones that you really need to do. Or if if that doesn't suit you, then maybe you just go by gut feeling. And um, it's hard because, for example, we both are creative people. We do a show. We do. There's some work to be done around that. But there's there's other more creative things. Like let's say do a new artwork um, on 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 a show or something like that. Um, I have to say there are days when that just comes to me. And there are other days it's it's wading through treacle. I can't put two colors together if my life depended on it. Okay, so. You have to say there will be certain days when when the figures just come to you and you do a spreadsheet or you deal with the finances and other days maybe you you are more in the creative mood. So I like that that you that you're saying, hey, there are other factors. You can't just go simply by a matrix of importance of importance and urgency. So no, I like that. But you are very much about um celebrating successes. Tell us a bit about the importance of that. Yeah, definitely celebrating successes, especially those who are high achievers, like even entrepreneurs. I've 
pretty sure you, Steve, yourself, you're probably get down yourself a lot from time to time because you focus on do, do, do so much. You forget to take a quick moment to realize, oh, I've actually done this thing. I actually like I'm a freaking author. Like I just I released another book. To I fresh, know. And like I they're know. just freaking awesome. I know. Have I celebrated? No, not at all. Not at all. You are right. You are right. That's one of the things that I have to say. And 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 it has flow on effects. Last night, I... Okay, where to start? Bloody hell. I achieved so much um, in this year. Every day, I actually do a lot of things. So I should celebrate. Yet, I keep pushing myself and pushing myself. Yesterday, if I look back at those things that I actually achieved, I have to say, whoa, you, you, wow, even six weeks or 12, uh, 12 weeks ago, you would have not dreamed of what you were actually doing yesterday. So you should celebrate. But I had completely not experienced the success. So late last night, I was frustrated and I wanted to keep going. I wanted to, to keep working. It was 10, 11 o'clock at night. And my old addicted self came out. And so I started eating, overeating, uh, emotional overeating. That's my go-to um, when I feel frustrated, when I feel upset. And it's very, that was a very powerful insight. And I let it happen. I accepted it for what it was. And it was like a relapse, so to speak. Um, because this this year is all about me really becoming the best version of myself so there i had this this relapse um i had eaten very well over the days before um and then last night i stuffed my face with very healthy things but i still stuffed my face yes. and i did so because i felt frustrated and i felt a little bit angry a little bit that was this kind of <laughs> this shite feeling um so that is happening when you don't celebrate your successes I didn't write a list of the, actually all the wonderful things that I did do that day. Had I done that, had I actually just ticked things off on a to-do list, then I would have been actually maybe so much better off. I had done quite some sport during the day. All those things that I did, I should have celebrated. I didn't, and I paid the price because I let this weird feeling come through the, the cracks like, like a cold wind coming through a not so well insulated door okay and it's just no so therefore you're so right man you're right celebrate your successes but how do you do that how do you yeah, remind maybe. yourself of your successes yeah heck even getting treating myself to some candy every once in a while i know it's kind of bad advice <laughs> considering what you just talked about there is food for the soul man there is nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with a, a slice of cheesecake there is something seriously wrong with eating a whole cheesecake because you're frustrated. Yes. There is a big difference yes. in that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I was the second part. Okay. So no, that is that is the addicted, uh, the addicted me um, who wants to have a quick fix. And in this case, the sugar fix. And the past it was alcohol or sex or whatever it was. So no, it is that's that's what we need to learn. And I think all those things that you're saying, they are not not magic there are not you know oh he's a brain surgeon wow he is really he has <laughs> nailed it there no this is actually very sound advice and very beautiful simple to do 
if you actually do it. It's like with everything. It's actually quite nice there to to go for a walk. Uh, we all have got the ability. Uh, who does it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we don't take action. How how do you how do you encourage your clients to take action? Definitely, one of the major things is just reviewing past wins, especially going over the past coaching call. Because I know with heck, even with the discovery call I had a while back with the prospective client, we actually were able to drill down with the whole seven whys, like asking why over and over again, and realized, oh, so she actually felt guilty in the past about her being <laughs> one of the siblings and just making sure she doesn't steal shine from the other siblings. So with just that discovery, we were able to help her realize, oh, she doesn't just want to do all these different things of starting this side hustle in the dental industry and then losing freaking 70 pounds. I'm like, they're both great. Like <laughs> you might drive yourself into the ground doing both at the same time, depending being a mom and a wife, but it's like, Oh, now we're getting to the situation of, oh, okay. So this is where it goes and just had this big smile on her face afterwards when we discovered that, because the thing is when heck even even goes back to the whole celebration thing, like taking time to truly breathe, just really breathing through the nose, make sure it goes down to your belly. Then, releasing it through the mouth doing that a good three times like daily too because sometimes airheads don't have air in their head they just don't have any air and sometimes you have to give yourself air so that way you can actually stop for a moment and realize oh i'm actually alive i feel lighter this feels freaking great and it takes exactly. stock of where you are and when you find out that cause you'll actually have a solution you'll feel lighter to do more work so just helping them reflect on past wins since the last call and discoveries since the last call because sometimes wins can just be those discoveries that may not even yeah. just be that big step of oh i finally got my yeah. llc papers done like it could oh. be just i figured out i don't be an entrepreneur i'm tired of listening to the big youtube influencers and whatnot and like, I don't want to do the whole romantic entrepreneur thing. I want to be a darn good employee and rise up the corporate ladder because it's still there for a reason. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Like, we need some worker bees. <laughs> Interesting. I'm just doing a quick check here myself. The last to-do list was actually end of November. And when I say to-do list, also the 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 um the kind of celebration of it by ticking things off. Interesting. So whilst I'm talking about it, this has been such a shitty end of the year. It was pure survival, in all fairness, uh, for many reasons. And it just shows that I let that habit slip. And to actually have it on on cards, etc. As long as that works for you, that's cool. I like it in a in a book form because I like right now, I could actually hold myself accountable to go back and actually see, well, okay, you're talking about it. When was the last time you did it? bingo okay that is monitoring that is drawing a baseline and saying okay you want to look at accountability or something like that to have a means of actually measuring that and going back to have smart goals okay so that's good shit do you work with smart goals 
Uh, yes and no. I'm familiar with the acronym. I uh, heard that too. I heard that more than the Eisenhower Matrix. You'll hear that more than the Eisenhower right. Matrix for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely like specific timely goals are making yeah. sure there's something you can definitely achieve. And really, the, one of the major things, heck, even one goal I usually set for myself every year is to read at least 50 plus books a year. Mm. And funny enough, ever since 2013, I only failed that goal in a way in 2020 i think it was just 2020 yep yeah because i was able to get over to 51 in 2021 so yeah so 2020 i failed because the thing was i switched my content intake from reading books to doing more podcasts and plus coffee shops were closed so i couldn't do my whole routine of getting out of the house out of my usual distraction zones actually get the reading done so yeah <laughs> uh, see without reading i would i would die honestly it is it is i'm a ferocious reader and i must i must have more than 50 books i probably head towards 100 books a year it's just i, I speed read in all fairness so nice there is it is so i have got disability um and i read so much and it's so beautiful because i i typically read uh non-fiction and i read uh, memoirs and and uh people who have done amazing things and i try to learn from them and try to figure out how the hell did you develop this resilience to go through that situation <laughs> um so i try to learn from others try to see examples try to see examples of good leadership or even better read a book by a great leader <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> for example dichotomy of leadership um or um uh choco willink um he has got another book oh yeah that, that is a US that field guide right <laughs> that's right a u.s navy seal and he is just i love his uh his uh, extreme ownership that's the other one uh and it's yep. i love it i love it when you actually look at it and for those of you not knowing it uh Jocko Willink is a, a US Navy SEAL and he's now uh, coaching uh business people and is an amazing guy what he has achieved uh and Jocko just if you're happening so to 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 listen to that um Jockey, anytime you want to come onto my show man um you're you're it you're it come on anytime okay I drop everything Jocko come onto my show because your books are amazing um I love the extreme ownership in which Choco basically describes that he is responsible for everything. And you think, what? What? And and he says, look, if someone uh, below you fucks up, then that has to do either with you not giving him the right tools, the right teaching, mm -hmm. the right explanation why something needs to be done. And if someone above you in a rank fucks up, then your your questions need to be did you give them the right information to make the right decisions what uh, how were you able to assist them to lead and suddenly when you take that to heart and try to implement in your daily life you think huh and so it's not oh it's all my fault everything the world is bad <laughs> it's my fault bullshit no but instead of just oh it's their fault look he did that you can actually say well actually where did i contribute to that and that gives you now power because you can change things you're no longer powerless and a bystander but you're actually an active participant oh, that's cool shit um and that is leadership in my words and i love that 
So what you're doing is you're really honing these skills, these multiple revelations, really. You give people revelations, isn't it? Um, insights that suddenly makes them perk up and think, huh, okay. And you empower them, isn't it? That's that's is that the right word to describe it? That's definitely the magic word right there, empower. Because the thing is, we all have power within ourselves. I, I sometimes jokingly say <laughs> that uh, we all have six pack abs, just that they're hiding behind a little extra skin material for some folks. <laughs> like <laughs> we all got them. It's scientifically proved we got abs that they don't appear on the body uh, without some kind of protection. <laughs> uh, uh, you are quite right. You're quite right. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a fallacy. Not everyone has got a six pack, so there are anatomical variances. Okay, take it from a doctor. So that's fine. But you're right. You're right. That little bit of 30% body fat oops um that needs to go <laughs> exactly but then again how how do you motivate yourself to lose weight again by actually doing smart goals measure things draw a baseline uh put your focus onto things uh keep a journal um do uh do measure uh do do set yourself achievable uh goals and work towards them how do you improve a relationship? Exactly the same way. How do you improve your finances? Exactly the same way. So what Dom is teaching you guys out there uh, is applicable to every single aspect of your life. And it's just minor modifications that need to be done. And it is that empowerment that turns your life around and that brings you in, that gives you the ability to turn into that new version of yourself. The new and improved version. I love that. I love that. And I try to do that every day. So, Dom, uh, amazing stuff you're doing. I love it that you hold people accountable and that you you go out there to make this world a better place and help people with concrete steps to actually do that. If people like what you do, if they if they want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yep, sure thing. Well, before that, thanks a bunch, Stephen, for having me on the show. My man, I appreciate it. Definitely got to thank you for that, man, because it's a lot of hard work to put on a uh, podcast and make it 300 plus episodes and counting. <laughs> and for those who want to keep in contact with yours truly, Dom Brightman, head over to Dom brightman.com that's dom brightman.com and even got a free gift for those who want to subscribe to the northbound success monthly newsletter a nice little free ebook 21 success secrets for starting launching and growing a successful podcast all on dombrightman.com excellent and guys you don't need to look very hard it's down there in the description uh of the, the, the show notes of the podcast and of the youtube video and whilst you're down there press the like and subscribe button and uh check out all those beautiful guests that i'm bringing on equally if you wanted to uh jump over to my patreon page where you can follow my transformation this year where you can follow my uh change um because i'm a big boy and i have i've beaten the odds so many times in my life now i thought come on i i really need to address my own size and my own health so can i do that and can i not well i can do that that's easy okay just 
find me um, someone who pays me um, that I don't need to do any work. <laughs> Give me somewhere a beautiful resort on an island, a private chef, uh, <laughs> no stress. That's very easy. Uh, okay, so I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have the money. I don't have all that. I'm a man who's working. Okay, I work 50 hours a week in my main job, and then I do a show, and then I do this and that and that. So how do you do that when you have that amount of good stress, bad stress? And in, right now in 2023, when the world is not so nice, can you do it? Can you do it when you're 56? Can you drop a third of your body weight and live a life to the fullest? Oh, boy. Well, check it out. That's my story. But coming back to leadership and to Dom, he is the man. If you actually want to make a change, then you need someone who maybe uh, maybe looks behind your mask and helps you to to move forward. And, you know, what can, what do you have to lose? You need to pick one person. And if you if you gel with Dom down there, are the informations. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I wish you all the best. And as always, look after yourself and live with passion. Bye. <laughs> I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.